another time in your presence. Lord, we are waiting to hear your word. We know that your word brings life and light to our lives. We pray, O oh God, that no one will leave here the same. Send forth your word to heal and to deliver. Have your way. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, one or two announcements. Next month is going to be our month of evangelism. Hallelujah. Those of you who are not clapping, I can understand. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. So uh, it's all about soul winning. And um, our theme for next month is, Lord, I know you need a shepherd. I am available. That is our theme. So everybody is going to become a shepherd in the church. Once you are a shepherd, you can't call you a shepherd without sheep. So once you say you are a shepherd, if you have a shepherd, you don't have, you are a butcher. You are not a shepherd. So um, prepare for next month. It's going to be something else. Amen. So let's all prepare. Hallelujah. So that means that our attire for next month is basically dressed down. We are not going to be dressing bejig, 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 just cool so that we can win souls for the Lord. Amen. And then, uh, is there any other announcement? Something else I needed to mention? Okay, you try and get them together for me so that. All right. Well, um, Pastor David has been preaching on others for... Oh, I think that we should show our love. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor David for preaching powerfully. Amen. I heard that, Charlie, the people were blessed powerfully. So, God bless you. It's a good thing to know that when we are not here, there are other powerful, able men who can take over and also preach. Hallelujah. And um, in case you have come for this service, this is our first service. Uh, it's the English service. So, we basically preach in English. So, just in case you are wondering why there's no tree. In this particular service, that's, that's the reason. Amen. Alright, so I just want to round up because we are just ending the year. Today is the month, sorry. Today is the last day of the month of um, June. Hallelujah. Has it been a good month? It's been a good month. July is going to be better. Yeah. And as for August, it's going to be super. September is going to be fantastic. October, levels will go very, very high. November will be a financial breakthrough month. And as for December, you will be rejoicing, you will be dancing. Give the Lord a shout, somebody. Hallelujah. So we have been talking about others. We said that we need to uh, think about others, isn't it? Uh, we talked about what we need to know about others. That others exist. Others must be on our minds. And we need to spend our lives for others. And also live our lives for others. Amen. And uh, we said others need a shepherd. So next month we're going to move into that. Because others need a shepherd. And God is saying, I need somebody. I need a shepherd. And you are going to be that shepherd in Jesus' name. And um, others also have issues. Today I'll be talking about that. And then we talked about others or self. And then we talked about what Jesus did for others, isn't it? So today I'm moving on to chapter 4. A good Samaritan cares about others. Luke chapter 10. Uh, verse 29, I'd like to start from there. Hallelujah. Luke 10, 29 says that, but he willing, because Jesus was talking about loving your neighbor as yourself, and he willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? What a question. 
So Jesus started giving him the answer. You know, Jesus also, the answer, it comes in the form of a story. So Jesus answered him and said, A certain man went down to Jerusalem. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. 31. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Mercy. And likewise, a Levite, that means like a chorister, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Mercy. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. 34. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beasts, and brought him to the inn, and took care of him. 35. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pens and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? <laughs> what a question. Verse 37. And he said, He that showed mercy on him, on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do likewise. Hallelujah. I said, A guy wanted to find, he was doing his quiet time. He didn't have any order of reading his Bible. So he would just take the Bible and just open whatever he finds. Then he reads it. So he opened his Bible and the first thing he saw was and Judas hanged himself. So he was wondering that ah, how can God give me this word for this morning? Ah, I need a word. Judas hanged himself is not a word. So he said let me close my eyes and open again. When he opened he came to this verse. Go and do likewise. He said hey. Then he said, no, as for this one, I don't think it's me. Let me open again. Close his eyes and open. Then the next thing he saw was that that which thou doest, do it quickly. <laughs> so that is why you need a Bible guide to have your quiet time. So that at least you follow something. You don't just read anything at all. Amen. But today we see a story right here. The Bible says that there was a man who was traveling. Traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And you know, the way the Bible puts it, he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Sometimes when you move from a Jerusalem to a Jericho, you are also going to get yourself into trouble. Because Jerusalem is where the presence of God is. So don't go away from the presence of God. The Bible says that he went down. When you go away from the presence of God, you only go down. You don't go up. Yeah. Which is what happened to uh, Jonah. The Bible says that, and Jonah went from the presence of the Lord. So when he went from the presence of the Lord, the Bible says, and he went down to Joppa. Because <laughs> when you go from it, the only place you go is down. He went down to Joppa, and the Bible says, and there he bought a ticket, going down somewhere. And the Bible says, when he went into the ship, he went down. Everything is down. You shall not go down in Jesus' name. I see you staying in the presence of the Lord. But that is what happened to this man. He left Jerusalem to Jericho. And on the way, the Bible says that he fell among thieves. There are always thieves. I mean, these are not the only times that we are hearing about thieves. They've been there since, since. <laughs> Some people think that oh, these are the times that we are hearing about armed robbers. And they've been there all Jesus' time they were there, you know. And they beat this man up mercilessly. And they left him half dead. It's sad. But these are the things that happen. But you know, many times we find that we come across people like this. Maybe it's not a thief that has beaten the person. But the person is in some kind of need. The person is suffering from something. The person lacks something. The person needs something. And sometimes God puts you in a position or in a place where you can help somebody. You can do something for somebody. 
But many times, people see people in need, and we look away, we look on the other side. Bible says that this man, as he was lying there half dead, there was a priest. Lord, have mercy on us priests. Forgive us, Lord. But the Bible says that the priest, as he was passing, he saw this man lying there half dead. And he just passed it. He just went away. And then he moved and let him. Then there was another man who was a Levite. Maybe like the choristers. The chorister who is coming to church. Yes. In a hurry to come. Then, also, in fact, that one there is even, the Bible says that he went and looked on him. So his own is even worse. He just went there to go and look. So, ah, you are dying. Okay. And then he just left him. See, because many times people feel that whatever you are going through, it is your own problem that has brought the thing on you. Sometimes some people see old men by the roadside begging for money. So this man, I'm sure he didn't look after his children. How many of you have heard that thing before? So that is why he's struggling and walking there like that. Nobody is taking care of him. But you don't know the story. You don't know what has brought this man there. You see? So many times we all come across people and then we don't do what we have to do. There are people out there who are half dead. In fact, anybody who doesn't know Jesus is already dead. Yeah. It's like you may know semiology, you may know bacteriology, and you may know Dondology, you may know all the logies, but if you don't know Jesus, 100% of your life is gone. Yeah. So, people don't know the Lord, and they are lying there, dying. And all we do is just look at them. Mm, look at these people. Bad people. They deserve to go to hell. The way their lives are. They, that's how it's supposed to be for them. They will suffer. They will not do well. But that's not what God has called us to. So today, we are going to be like that Samaritan. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. amen. These are the things you hear in church. I don't know what else you wanted to hear. You want to hear about money? Or you want to hear about stock exchange or what? Yeah, so Jesus was the one preaching this message. And he was telling the people, the guy came to ask him, so who is my neighbor? Because many of us, there are people around us. That God has placed you where you are, strategically, so that you can reach out to those people. But you have decided that these are not the people that God has. Who else is your neighbor? He said, be, show, uh, <laughs> said uh, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Then you ask him, who is my neighbor? What, what question are you asking? Who else is your neighbor? There are people sitting around you, Hidaya. Then we are saying that show love to your neighbor. He said, who is my neighbor? Who else do you expect to be your neighbor? <laughs> These are your neighbors. They are around you. And when they need help, we must give help. So, how can we be like this good Samaritan? He was a Samaritan, but because of what he did, they added good to him. But he's just a Samaritan, somebody from Samaria. And he just, but people think that that's the name of the man, Mr. Good Samaritan. But that's not the name. He's just a Samaritan. He did something good, and so he just added good to him. Amen. So, how can we also be called Good Samaritan? That's all. Because we are talking about caring for others. And it's only a Samaritan. <laughs> now, it has even become like a, a, a word. Like when you do good to somebody, you are a Samaritan, you are a good person. <laughs> He's really brought some nice things into the Samaritan. Because they didn't have a good name at all. Jesus even had to force himself to pass through Samaria. But Samaria was not a place that anybody would want. They didn't have any dealings with the Jews. Nothing. Are you getting it? So, number one, how can I be a good Samaritan? The good Samaritan interrupted his journey because of others. He interrupted his journey. In other words, he was going somewhere. I'm very sure he was very busy. He had something very, very important to attend to. But he realized that if he doesn't attend to this man, that will be it. He will die. So he told himself, I cannot leave this man because of what I am doing. Leave this man to die. 
And many times, that's what happens. We are also concerned about what we want and what we are doing that we forget about the others around us. It's like you put your head in the sun. What animal does that? The ostrich. They put their head in the sun and they say, well, they, they can't see all the people around them because their head is inside the sun. But if you bring your head out, you will see that there are a lot of people around you who need help. And your head is inside your things that you are doing. You and your husband, that's all. Every day, that's all you are interested in. And you don't, your children, you will not interrupt whatever you are doing. It's like, listen, I'm, I'm on, on my way somewhere. I don't see why I should stop and talk to this man about Christ or help this person. And church, we are all guilty of this thing. That's why Jesus preached it. Because every one of us, we are so engrossed in our things, we don't think about others. Oh, I'm busy. Me too, I need help. Me too, I'm also struggling. But you see, you may be struggling, but you are better than the other person. Yeah. I mean, everybody at the level, when we talk about people being rich, it is relative. Yeah. Because I'm sure if I ask you for 50 CDs now, I'm sure I can get it from you. But another person, if I should go and ask for 50, it's like I have asked for the whole world. So to you, to that person, you are a very rich man. But to you, you are not rich. So that person needs you to help him. So what you have, it may not be a major thing as far as you are concerned. But somebody next to you, it is a major thing to that person. So sweat forth your hand and help the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Interrupt whatever you are doing. It may be very important. I, I read a story about a man. I think he was going somewhere. I don't know if you read that story. He was going to a court. Uh, he was a lawyer or something. I've forgotten the story. I wish somebody would remember. And then on the way, he saw somebody drowning. You remember that story? Have you heard it before? And then, did he help the person or he left? He didn't. So he left. Yeah. So on his return, then he saw that people had gathered. They were trying to, people were crying because the man had died. You know. Pardon. It was a child. Uh So he left. And he was going to court or he was going somewhere. So he felt that what he was going to do was more important. He said, and he said to himself, this is the thing, that somebody else will deal with that one. I am sure somebody will come and do it. I'm sure as I've left, oh, somebody else will come and help him. I, I, I can swim for him, but I'm going to the court. I am late. I have to be there. I have to be there. Quickly, I have to go. So, you know what? You be there. Be there. Somebody will come and help you, okay? Somebody will come and help you. That's what we all say. Oh, oh you, you, I'm sure somebody will help. I'm sure somebody will deal with it. My brother, the reason why you were placed there at that time is because you are the one who can help the person. And he went. When he came back, people had gathered, crying. Was it, was it, oh, there was a man drowning in there. Nobody helped him, so he's dead. Ooh. It was too late to do anything. When you will have to interrupt whatever you are doing. Listen, I've come to realize that many times the opportunity, they don't come again. Sometimes you, you think that it will come back or something. It doesn't come back. Once you have met with a person, do what you can do. It may never come again. Yeah. Sometimes somebody comes to ask you for something. Do what you can do. At that time, the person needs help. Maybe another time, the person will not need it again. Yeah. So what you can do, and sometimes, let me give you an advice. I learned it from Bishop. When somebody borrows money from you, usually it's very difficult, I mean, to even go there and be chasing the person for the money. You know, so in order not for you to have a problem, because if you don't take care, your relationship with the person also will spoil. So in order for you not to have a problem with the person, find an amount that when you give and it doesn't come back, you, you'll be okay. Yeah. So maybe the person is asking for 100. But maybe you can give 40. 
And it will not be a problem for you if it doesn't come back. So you know what? I don't have 100, but this 40. Take it and be happy. I think that you are blessed. So, oh, I should take it. Yeah, take it. That way you will see that the person is even happier. It's like you have even blessed him. You are not, yeah. Instead of taking, giving the hundred, say, Charlie, you know what? This hundred is my last, so I beg you. So as I've given it to you, my brother, make sure you bring it. By third of the month, I'm coming for it. Then when the person sees he's jumping the wall, he's running, the whole thing becomes some way. <laughs> yeah. So just, just try and help in any way you can at the time. And especially we are talking about souls that are dying. That maybe you are in a hurry. Maybe I'm going to church. I have to be in church. Yes, but what is the reason why you are going to the church? The reason why you are going to the church is so that you will be prepared to talk to such people. So why don't you just talk to the person? It's like the man who says he was going to catch birds. And he stood there. He was fixing his trap to catch the birds. As he was fixing the trap, the birds were coming into the trap. So he started sucking the bed. Said, Go away. I haven't finished setting the trap. When I finish, come. Wow. Help us, Jesus. Help us. By the time he finished setting the trap, no, no bed came. They were all gone. So the opportunity when it counts, my brother, take the opportunity and do your best. I see you taking opportunities and preaching to people. Yeah. Sometimes I, I see people in the car. You sit in the trotter, you sit in the bus. You sit in a taxi. These are people that you may never meet again. These are your neighbors. I've had to preach somebody in a keke. Two people. I was sitting. I was a third person. Do you know keke? You don't know keke? Oh, 50% of your life is gone. We were three. No, that one is not Kada. Pragya. Two people were here. And I was sitting here. And I was preaching to them. As we're sitting, because I never, I never know when I'll meet them again. Yeah. So, learn to interrupt. That's, the, that's what it means. Interrupt your food that you are eating to help somebody. Interrupt the, the, the film you are going to watch to help somebody. Interrupt whatever you feel is important. And as I'm preaching to you this week, God is going to bring opportunities like that your way. Yeah, so don't just look on the other side and say, you know what? I am busy. I'm going somewhere. Number two. Oh. The good Samaritan did not give excuses when he had to care for others. Excuses. And people give excuses. Yeah. Oh, I cannot help. Where the person is, is too far. Yeah. It's papa. I mean, for me to cross the road to the other side, Abba, Abba, I think that he should be there. Somebody will walk on that side of the road, and the person will tell the person about Christ, or the person will help. Oh, like the man said, somebody else will come. Nobody is coming. You are the one. Stop giving excuses. Whenever you have to help somebody. Help. Do what you can do. Don't be giving excuses. And you know, as for me, some of us, we are... Just help. If you are helping, help. And stop giving excuses. Some of us, our father didn't take care of us. Your father didn't take care of you. Does that mean that you shouldn't look after somebody? Isn't that the reason why you should rather help somebody? It's even the more reason... Excuses. And I'm sure if we talk, if we go and interview the Levite and the priest, I'm sure they will give you very good excuses why they didn't stop to help the guy. But listen, if you are going to be a good Samaritan, forget about excuses. Anytime you have to help somebody and some excuse, find a way of overcoming the excuse and, and do what you can do. That is what I'm also learning. Because sometimes the excuses will come. Things will be coming to your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you've had... Sometimes you meet people, they ask you for money. They, they sometimes a whole lot of things come into your head. That did happen to you. <laughs> and there are some people today have stories. They give you stories. 
Nice story. Sometimes you hear the story and say, hey, Charlie, this guy, is he trying to think I'm a small boy? What person tried me for one night? Uh-huh. Sometimes some of the stories are true. They may sound fantastic, but they are true. So instead of coming up with excuses, do what you can to help the person. Number three, because my time is up. The good Samaritan risked his life for others. You may have to risk your life for other people. Which means that some of the things that you are going to do, you may even die. Or you may even have an accident or something bad. It's a risk. This man who stopped, because I am sure all the people, sometimes when you are driving, I mean those of you who have cars, if you don't have a car, receive one. But sometimes you can be driving at certain areas and somebody is trying to stop you for a lift in the night. It's not a very easy thing. <laughs> it's not a simple thing stopping to give somebody a lift around that time. It's a risk. Yeah. I don't know. You have to be designing because <laughs> one time somebody gave somebody a lift and then, I mean, when he stopped for the person, he said, oh... <laughs> So the person was very grateful that he gave the lift. So he came to share his testimony about how this thing happened. So another pastor too said he was also going to do the same thing. So he was driving somewhere, I think around Kumasi here, no, and then he also saw a woman and then he also stopped. And then he said, Oh uh, the person sat in the car and said, Mamuni Madi the woman started screaming. The person wants to kill Because he said that I'm stopping because Jesus said I should come for you. So if Jesus said I should come for you, it's like you are taking me to heaven. I'm going to die. And in those days, so people were being killed. I think they were kidnapped and being killed. So the woman started screaming. And a whole lot of people gathered around the pastor's car. It was not easy. They almost beat him up. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's a risk. When you are an evangelist, you have to travel to different countries to preach. Charlie, a whole lot of things that can happen to you. Benny Hinn one time went to India. I tell you, it was not an easy thing. And he found out that what has gone on even before he came. <laughs> People were not happy. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to, hey. One man he spoke to, the man told him that, you know, I raised my son for you. They said, something, something, something. They did it. His son died in the midst of that. And now you are here today. So Ben he was saying that, hey, he has just come to preach. He didn't know that people have suffered some things because of him. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to be a missionary to another country. Some of you, you should be thinking of becoming missionaries. You are sitting in Ghana. You are very happy in Ghana. You should travel and see what is happening in other places. <laughs> there are people with issues. As you are sitting here in your boise, you are okay, everything is good to other places. You will see <laughs> issues. Sometimes your problem, you are thinking about your problem, you think your problem is so. See somebody's problem. You will forget about your own. Yeah. I tell you, there are issues. So. Yeah. Others. Others who are not of your country, of another country. Yeah. I've been to Lagos. I was in Lagos for some time. <laughs> I've been to Freetown. Seen different lives. I mean, there are different people. Though. That is when you realize that, listen, we are joking. We are joking. Oh, we are enjoying them. So instead of protecting your life and thinking about yourself, I will not go anywhere, I'll be here. Forget about it and arise and go out there and save somebody. Hmm? Ladies, you are all thinking about yourselves, isn't it? Hmm? 
your hair and your other things. These are all that are important to you. Mm. They are more important things than shoes. You, when you see people die, you forget about these your shoes and your risk. Tell somebody risk your life for somebody else. Yeah, you think that man as he was going to, he was not afraid. I'm sure when he was going, you said that, hey, what if the thieves come and beat me? They come again, come and beat me. That's like, why are you helping the guy? You two, you are, come, they will beat you. Brought yourself. But he decided to risk his life. Hey. Ask somebody, have you had to risk your life for somebody before? Or you are just thinking of. Number what? Four. The good Samaritan paid the price to care for others. Okay? So, he told the innkeeper, listen, I will pay you whatever it will cost. If we are going to win souls, sometimes we'll have to spend some money. Yeah. You have to take a car to certain places. Drop in. Sometimes you have to bring the person to church. How many of you have brought somebody to church? You have to pay for the transport. You brought somebody to church. Okay, how many of you, you were brought to church and the person paid for you? Nobody. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. After church, feed the person. After church, you have to also find something for the person. You have to spend. If you are going to care, you are going to be a good Samaritan. Be prepared to spend. And the money you have, God gave you that money so that you can spend on other people. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I close from church, I'm going. Some people see me. Bishop, I come here. <laughs> I meet people out there. Others. Oh, you have something. No, but you give them. <laughs> yeah. Pay. Have you had to pay for somebody before? Some of you, when you sit in a car, they, you, nobody, if you are sitting with another person, <laughs> you will never pay for somebody. You will pay for yourself. Alone. Yeah. There are some people, when you go somewhere with them, everything you buy, you will pay. They won't pay. It's on you. I know things. So. I know. There are some people, you go to with restaurants with them, they will, you will pay everything. They will, they'll just be sitting there watching you. How come you haven't paid for somebody before? Am I talking to you or I'm just... Yeah. Every day they are buying for you. Every day they are buying for you. You to pay for somebody. You only receive. Sisters, you also like that, isn't it? The sisters are quiet. I don't know why they are very quiet today. Eh, sisters, are you there? Eh, Mrs. Tumani, you like that they will buy for you all the time, isn't it? Let me close because <laughs> number five, the good Samaritan did not pretend that he could not see the problem. Hey. First John 3 verse 17 is a very powerful verse. He said, but whoso has this world's good eh, and seeth his brother have need eh, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? Verse 18 says, And my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Yeah. Many people are loving in tongue and in word. I love you. That one is easy, you can say but you need to back the love with action. But a lot of people pretend. It's like I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And that is what happened. These people were just walking. One pretended they hadn't seen what happened. The other one too went to look. So I've seen, but I haven't seen. And then he also left. Listen, there are people around us with needs. Don't pretend. We can see that they have needs. You can see that this person every day is the same shirt he's wearing. You can see it. 
It is actually a wash and wear. The same shoe. In Accra, they have something they call Sankpana. Sankpana. Do you know what Sankpana is? You don't know. <laughs> it's a slogan that says Sankpana. They, they are shoe neck parfum. The shoe is. Yeah. So those people, when they are walking, you don't, can't tell their height because they go down, they come up, they go down. <laughs> you can see that the shoe is struggling. But you are pretending that you haven't seen it. You have six there. You don't wear it. There are people, they can't get anything to wear. Every day you look at the shoes. Hey, me them your shoes. You, you are looking, you are admiring your shoes. And there are people who need something to wear. You have enough food. You can see that some people don't have food. You are walking by the wayside. You can see the beggar standing there begging. They just look somewhere. You know how sometimes you are sitting in a trotter. You don't want somebody to see that it's you sitting in the trotter. I don't know whether you have been there, but I have been there before. I sat in trotter and I'm, I see somebody on the side. They intentionally look this way. <laughs> so the trotter passes before you look. Say, hey, I'm <laughs> I know things, so I've been there before. <laughs> oh, what I'm saying, you people don't know what I'm talking about. How many of you have sat in a trot and you didn't want somebody to see you and you just, we you will need to change me. <laughs> but that is how it is. When you have to help somebody, you just turn as if you haven't seen, you haven't seen, you just turn somewhere and then you are looking somewhere. You are shutting your bowels of compassion. Don't shut your bowels of compassion. And sometimes this is how we win souls. Even by the good deeds you do for somebody. Yeah. So, others is a very important message. And finally, because my time is up. The good Samaritan poured the oil and the wine into others. Hallelujah. The oil and the wine. I think that these are the two important things that the world needs today. The oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And the wine is symbolic of the blood of Jesus Christ. These two things the world needs. If we can send these two things to the world, I'm telling you, salvation is going to come to this world. They don't even know that they need the blood of Jesus. But it's the blood of Jesus that makes the difference. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. People need it, but where are they going to find it? They don't know about the blood. You cannot even believe that your sins can be washed away by blood. I mean, we know that it is either Omo or so clean or Parazone. Or whatever detergent that we use to wash dirt. But how can I use blood, red blood? Isn't it rather going to stain the white thing? <laughs> but the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1, it says, Come, let us reason together. It said, Even though your sins be like scarlet, they can be, become as wool, white as wool. Yeah. Who that scripture there? Isaiah 118. That is what they need, but they don't know it. So we must go. Come now, let us reason. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Scarlet, if you know scarlet, is something red. But is it possible that something red like this can become white? By the blood of Jesus, it is possible. I said, by the blood of Jesus, it is possible. That means that your sins can be so dark. And so thick and so bad. But when the blood of Jesus comes, it will wash away all your sins. Now, one day I was preaching somewhere, and a young boy, I don't know how old, I don't think he's an old guy. He just came after the service. And he said, Pastor, you were talking about God being able to forgive us our sins and wash us. And I said, yes. He said, any sin? I said, any sin? He said, you don't know what I've done. I said, whatever you have done. 
Because sometimes we see sin as some are big, some are small. But God doesn't look at sin that way. When he says sin, it's sin. Your lie is a sin. Your stealing is a sin. Your killing is a sin. Just together. So he said, he and he has a girlfriend. He said they have committed many abortions. Hey! As I was looking at the boy, I said, how old is this boy that is committing abortions like that? But you would think that such a boy is so bad that God cannot forgive. But God can forgive. God can forgive. So such a person needed the wine, which is the blood, to bring a certain healing into his life. Because he's just thinking that the way he's killed many people, there's no way God can forgive him. And the oil is the Holy Spirit. Many people need the ministration of the Holy Spirit in their lives. The oil of God. When Jesus was sending disciples, the Bible says that he sent them out, I think Mark chapter 6 and verse 12, if you can turn to it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, And they went out and preached that men should repent. So you would think that they have preached this message. It's okay. But the following verse, the Bible says that, And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick. And they healed them. So yes, we have preached the gospel. But we need to anoint people with oil that the sickness can leave them. Oh, I see you carrying oil and pouring on people and bringing healing into their lives in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's part, it's an integral part of the gospel. It's unfortunate that people have made the use of oil and other things some way. So it's like whenever you hear it. Yeah, people have been asked to bring their vagina, they anoint. Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard it before? Have you heard it before? Yeah. They have asked people, bring your breast. Then the man is holding the breast. Now, or the oil not found. No! <laughs> Look at the way Eric is laughing. And women too, when they need things so they can do things so. The man says, I have to put the anointing on my penis. Then I will insert it before it can be anointed. We do see Jesus removing his penis and doing something. But it's unfortunate. So people have moved away from these things. But they are, they, are, they are very genuine. We must be able to go to people's homes. When we arrive there, so your mother is not well. Come on, bring some oil. Bring your mother to me quickly. Take the mother. Anoint the mother with oil. And release some prayers. That's it. Before I realize she's following you to church. James 5. 14. Isn't that what he said? Is it 14, 15? Or 16? One of them. It's a scripture. <laughs> Start from 14. If you don't get it, we'll move on. Yeah, it's 14. Is any sick among you? What is the solution? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. Hallelujah. And the prayer of faith. <laughs> and the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Today I declare, in the sickness plaguing you, in the situation in your life, may you be delivered from it in the name of Jesus. Give me some oil. I feel that I should pray. May the oil, the balm of God. The Bible says in, in, in Jeremiah 8, it says, is there no balm in Gilead? Ha. Can you find that scripture? Is it verse 20, 22? Is there no balm in Gilead. Jeremiah 8. Find it. Come. Play the keyboard for me. Thank you. Oh. Is there no balm in Gilead? In other words, is there no oil in the church? Am I preaching to somebody here? Is there no physician there? Oh. I came to announce you there's balm in the church. There's a physician in the church. God is raising you as a physician. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A physician is like a doctor. A doctor. Is there no physician? He said, Why then? Is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? 
Why is it that your problem is still there? Why is it that the situations are there? Because the people are not applying the oil. It's because the people are not sending the oil. But as we anoint with oil, I see every sickness leaving you. I see every problem in your life. Stand to your feet, everybody. The Bible says that. Ah, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Lift up your hand and begin to talk to God, everybody. Talk to God. I believe that somebody needs the anointing of God. Somebody needs the oil of God. May your health be recovered. May your sickness be taken away. May that situation plaguing you be taken out of your life. Open your mouth and talk to God. I don't know what it is. But God is touching you. God is touching you. God is touching you. In the name of Jesus. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. In the name of Jesus. May any sickness plaguing you. Come out of your life in the name of Jesus. Yes, be loose today. Be loose today. Be loose today. Abide every sickness. Abide every hold of the devil over your life. Be loose from today. In the name of Jesus. Be loose from today. Anything that is keeping you and making you not be well, I cast it in the name of Jesus. Whatever brings sorrow, whatever brings pain into your life, I declare that you are healed. You are healed. You are healed. You are healed. Mashota balala baba baba baba. Okay, seta bandaria. Ayelele baba bayanana. Receive healing in your life. Receive healing in your life. Makata bado shika bande. Ayela braka suta bande. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Ramando de kashata baba baba bo seta bande. Ayelele broko shuta bande. The oil. The oil. The oil. The oil makes the difference. The oil makes the difference in the name of Jesus. Whatever is in your life as a plague from today, it is broken in the name of Jesus. The anointing of God is breaking every yoke in the name of Jesus. Be loose from today. Be set free from today in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, by the power of the oil, may you be loose from today in the name of Jesus. May you be set free in the name of Jesus. Yes, receive healing. Receive healing. Receive deliverance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you are a liar. Satan, you are a liar. We break your hold over these lives. In the name of Jesus. We break your hold over these lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, O God, that the oil is bringing healing. We cast out demons. We cast out evil spirits. In the name of Jesus. Every demonic work. I cast it out in Jesus' name. Oh yes. 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 By the power of the Holy Ghost, I come against every work of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Be loose from today. Be loose from today. Be set free. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Healing is your portion. Healing is your portion. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. Let them anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Makalalababu shikadarababa. Matelianda. Ayele brekesutabande. Hey. Hey. Shekadarababababa. In the name of Jesus. We break the power of Satan in the name of Jesus. By the oil, I declare you are free. You are free. You are free. Oh Jesus. Oh yes. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Oh, I know. Fall on me. Yes, Jesus. We bind every work of the devil. Listen, the Lord is telling me He's healing you and your family. Lay your hands on your head and receive healing right now. You and your family. You and your household. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 
receive it. Receive it. sick today. I bind the spirit of infirmity. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that you are loose and set free from every sickness and every hold of the devil. Whatever has brought confusion to you, whatever has caused you sleepless nights, whatever has made you to be worried, today, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I break the power of the devil in the name of Jesus. Whatever has brought you under a yoke, today I declare you are delivered. You are delivered. In the name of Jesus Christ. Today I prophesy over you. I declare you a physician from today. May you go out there and preach repentance to people. As you preach, may you also take your oil and heal the sick in the name of Jesus. Freely have you received. Freely also gave. May you be that good Samaritan touching lives out there in the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed or eyes closed, maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I don't know whether I'll make it to heaven when I die. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to be born again. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Today is a good day to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Thank you, Father. We bless you for salvation in this house. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.